Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Munzenreiter, and I'm joined by Patrick Kagongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbon Night. This week, we're talking about scarfing material, but first, skate park heroes, and that's because Jake Wooten spun his way into a pro model with Santa Cruz Skateboards and gave us a pretty sick pro welcome part to boot. We also had, uh, until recently, when Jason ID'd the guy in the Mostly Skateboarding podcast chat, an unknown park ripper who really just lit up the internet with maybe a try-hard line at a park. None of us could ever skate to its full potential. Jason, I know you had thoughts on that line at the skate park that that guy did, but first, let's talk about Jake Wooten. What, what did you think about uh, his vibe? Well, yeah, but before we get into that, just want to say it, it's a good thing Templeton is off this week because he would just walk <laughs> off the set. He'd focus his computer. and that Yeah, he'd focus his computer. Like, you know, like when someone, like a news person or something, just like puts their earpiece down and is like, I'm out of here. That would like, be I'm done. Templeton. I'm done for the day. Turn it done. off. Turn off yeah. the camera, Mike. <laughs> turn up. Turn up the camera. But uh, yeah, I mean, listen, he's he's a ripper, you know. And uh, wh- what else can you say besides the first trick is a rocket air, and mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of goes from there. But uh, yeah, this kid's really pushing it to the limit with the crazy transition nuttiness. It's kind of like kind of what Danny Way's mini ramp skills were just kind of thinking about that uh one jake rosenberg instagram live thing where he showed a bunch of uh archival plan b footage where you know danny would do like a insane shit like a blunt to 360 out like nose blunt 360 out kind of taking that line of thinking to like gigantic bowls and shit like i guess this is ender burnside is pretty crazy like it's a 360 was it but yeah front side 360 to blunt like all that shit, like Caballero, the tail in a pool. Thought that was pretty crazy. But uh, yeah, he went full X Games mode. Like he was really, uh, really going for it there. So if y'all are sensing a little bit of hesitation about our discussion about this particular part, it's not anything personal against Jake Wooten. It's more like this kind of strange fatigue of seeing these ultra huge skate parks and the fact that there's a generation of kids who are coming up skating them and I think it's a little bit of jealousy because it feels impossible. And also, now the Jake Wooten part is dope because, I mean, shout out to any filmer who can actually hold it down, skating transition, especially in a snake run, because that is terrifying. It's scary enough to do it without a camera. I can't imagine doing it with like a proper camera rig. But there's something about it that, uh, there's something about it It feels like there's a lot more of it than there used to be. I really like, and Jason, thank you so much for bringing up the Plan B mini ramp sections because oh yeah, that was per- it was especially questionable. It was tasteful. It was kind of like um, it's kind of like um, I wouldn't okay. I would not dismiss it as a palate cleanser. It's sort of like something that's really interesting that shows up. You know, waiter comes out, you're doing something like a 12, 13 course meal. However many people were in questionable, right? And then they come out with this, and you're like, oh, this is. This is different. I like this. I've never tried this before. I mean, and it's dope seeing people going hard in the paint. But like, Mike, like you've posted some clips, skating transition, skating into a park uh, at home. I mean, how does this compare? I mean, like this guy's going hard in the paint. Like, do you feel like a sense of jealousy or do you feel kind of like, eh, he's doing his thing? So there's, what is the line? It's like watching the whole thing and kind of formulating ideas for this topic was like, when did the skate park resurgence really begin? Was it Cardiel in that trans world video when he had a part? 
was it Tony Trujillo? And then, you know, it doesn't seem like it's much of a thing through the 2000s after that. But, you know, it's obviously like the skate park guy, because there's so many skate parks, can have a pro model for Santa Cruz, which, you know, like good mid-tier company, legacy company, uh, you know, not talking shit. I guess it's just like trying to put it in context. And then where does like Jake Wooten fall? I feel like he he did actually push the limit with like the frontside 360 blunt at Burnside. That was incredible. It almost looks like it's fake. Second angle didn't do it any. The fisheye angle actually didn't do it any um any favors because you get to kind of see the setup and how you can't slip out that much. That said, like I do wonder if the if the skate park and I, I'm an indoor skate park skater. I, I need to be in one half the year, though the the amount of time is diminishing as time goes on as I get older up in Minnesota. I just wonder, like, is, is there an expiration date for this? I mean, granted, there's more skate parks, but at the same time, it, it gets more normal unless you have someone like Jake Luton who does really buck wild stuff. So did I answer the question, Patrick? I think you did. And I think to answer your follow-up about when did this, the grand skate park resurgence happen? I think that there were a handful of people in the mid to late 90s who were keeping a light on for this type of skating. Cardiel, obviously, the late Phil Shaw, uh, pretty much anybody who was on Chris Sen, absolutely Chris Sen, anybody who was on Consolidated, shout out Karma Sochev, um, they were skating like this for years and years and years. And it takes a certain amount of, first of all, speed. You've got to be skating fast. Otherwise, it looks terrible. And second of all, it, it also takes a, it's this weird mix of, it's a weird mix of confidence with the, just like the right dash of risk to be able to do certain mm-hmm. things here, right? And I think once, I think once, I guess it was at Spone Ranch, maybe, um, or actually any major skate park builder. I think once you got past the hump of those terrible parks, that started coming up in the late 90s, early 2000s, and folks started doing these huge parks and these massive tracts of land, you could actually afford to get creative. I went to one in San Luis Obispo, which has got a full pipe, which is terrifying. And I don't know, like, I guess for kids who grew up skating these things, they don't see, they don't see it as dangerous. They don't see any risk. They just, they just do it. Yeah, I was trying to think of full pipe. And it, it, something hit me just right when you were like, yeah, it's terrifying. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if it's 14 feet in diameter, it is. Yeah, but if yeah, you're a you... kid who's been skating a spot like that, or skating a park, excuse me, it is not a spot, skating a park like that since you were, say, 9 or 10 years old, by the time you're 16, 17, you know, you're yeah. basically TNT. That's that's the TNT story. You grew up skating Santa Rosa. Um, Jason, I'm wondering, I, I swear, not to bust you out, but you used to have like a facebook photo that was a front side air on a on a mini ramp like where do you fall on this stuff oh um is that am i remembering yeah that wasn't me that was my friend um lonnie actually okay but yeah the patrick mentioned jealous like a little bit of jealousy before and yeah i think i think there's some truth to that like part of me is like like damn i wish there was some shit like that like around me when i grew up like you know like my whole life would have been different you know and yeah. I think it was uh, my friend, uh, Andy, a.k.a. Uh, Rocktacon, who said, like, you know, being good at transition is a form of privilege. Hmm. Now, t- now, take that as a may or whatever, but. Wow. Because you, you, you have to grow up 
you know, with a park close by and be able to skate all the time and get rides to the park and whatnot, you know. And but yeah, like I wish I could skate like that. Like it, it would probably feel amazing. Yes. You know what? You actually go back to a, a point that a lot of people have made about skating in the 70s and 80s. Clyde Singleton, who I guess is starting a podcast, which means that, oh, man, we better step our game up because Uncle Clyde is going to come through with some hot takes like every single right, episode. Man, Clyde had hot takes before takes were a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? He's still good with everybody in the industry. I I don't even I I don't know if I'm ready for that. He's 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 basically is his podcast going to be him being like Kwame Brown this week? I hope. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> for those of you who like don't calling everyone out. For those of you who don't follow the NBA, um, Kwame Brown, uh, who Stephen Emmy Smith, a a well known broadcaster for ESPN here in the U.S. Uh, made a pretty much a career out of calling this dude a bust out because he was drafted straight out of high school into the NBA and never really quite had the career that he could have or should have had. And Kwame Brown has been tearing up Instagram Live, Twitter, whatever, just doing these lengthy screeds about everything he hates about folks in the you know in the NBA in sports broadcasting and not just talking about basketball he's talking personal things he's even you know firing shots at Charlemagne the God and the entire folks who all the everybody who hosts the, the Breakfast Club hip hop sh- uh, morning show uh, back in New York and it's been amazing it, it, it's you you're just like kind of waiting like what, what what it's like a soap opera like what what will happen tomorrow on as Kwame Brown rants. I had not predicted we'd get into Kwame Brown uh, discussing transition skateboarding by Jake Wooten. I love it. Yeah, I mean, we could go into the we could go down the NBA road, but this is a podcast about skating. But uh, back to the original mostly point. Skating. Mostly, mostly. <laughs> I mean, yo, we could talk about playoff basketball, <laughs> and I would be perfectly happy. Uh, yeah, I'm missing, the I'm missing the uh, I'm missing the Wizards game for this. Dang, actually. <laughs> they're well they're they're up by like 30 so i don't care but. oh okay <laughs> yeah dang this is a hell of a year for the nba um back to the original point about privilege and being able to skate transition here's something to think about in the 70s and 80s clyde singleton talks about this extensively in a handful of interviews he he talked about the fact that there was still a lot of like casual not quite hard R racism and definitely like an element of classism in uh being able to just being able to have a mini ramp and or uh, a half pipe in your backyard, being able to have the space who you'd invite over. And street skating is really the thing that democratized skateboarding because all of a sudden it, you didn't need to go to somebody's house, maybe to watch videos. Sure. And even then you could just say, Hey, you know what? We'll go to someone's house who's cool or their parents are cool, but you could skate wherever. But yeah, there, there is an element of privilege in there. And also the risk too. I mean, the, I don't know. Have do, do I dare go down this road? I mean, people have some scary stories about the first time they dropped in and, and something bad happened. I tried to drop in on Will Styles six foot mini ramp, literal first try, first try. Unlike an actual ramp, I'd skated ramps when I was like six or seven, but then I was thirteen. Tried to drop in on this five or six foot ramp. Let's say, yeah, drop in, got wheels down, but I was leaning too far forward, as in like me leaning off the board towards falling on my face, fell on my face on the flat bottom, 
maybe broke my nose. I don't know. I never got it checked out. But yeah, I was bleeding to the point that my friends kicked me off the ramp so I didn't bleed on it. Come on, man. You're getting were blood you, all over the flat. Were you then 86th from that ramp? I was not, but I think it was the last time we skated that ramp. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember the first time I dropped in. I think I don't think it took me that long. Like everyone's always like, Le- lean forward. Just lean forward. Like, okay. Oh, then follow-up question uh, in terms of technique, because I went down to my friend's house in Lakewood, and he's got a mini ramp. And up until very recently, up until this year, he was a ledge dude. Like, that was his whole thing, is skating ledges. That's it. Ledge tech, Euro tech. Uh, he's German. And he's gotten so good at skating mini ramp. And he posted a picture today. Somebody took a picture of him um, just doing, like, a big frontside air. And I got to wonder. So he arcs his foot as he drops in. I prefer keeping my foot dead flat on the bolts. What do y'all do? And is there a correct technique? Like, he's like he's like a very stylish drop-in. So he's, like, kind of like... Arc your foot, eh? Like, yeah, kind of like he's about to ollie. Like like, was, yeah. Oh no, I don't I don't think so. I kind of just like yeah, just lean forward, kind of like crouch down a little bit. Feet like dead right. flat on the bolts. Yeah, yeah. Mike, Hold on the tail. Yeah. And then, yeah, you just lean forward. And Mike, what about you? Do you do you, you you do you tweak it out a bit as you drop in or you just keep your feet dead flat? Flat on the tail, flat on the front bolts. Uh no no flare. I can say that. So no arc out, but like it's definitely the more casual way like i gotta get into this ramp because i'm skating the indoor again because it's tuesday night like it's like light it's 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 heavier back foot anymore now that i do it a lot (laughs) for like a a thousand years yeah i i what am i even trying to say yeah more casual back foot it's not as lean in as it used to be it's like more back foot than it has ever been not that that's a good way to actually drop in if you don't know how but uh is there is is it wrong to pressure kids? For example, like say on vert ramp, you know, like a big joint too, like uh, not somebody's backyard one, like a well made one, like say like the the world famous Encinitas YMCA. Is it wrong? You know, uh, you know, there's a ages ago on Slap there was a discussion about that dude Trey the Tank or that kid and his baseball or ex baseball playing father saying you need to drop in, come on, do it, and. I don't know. I feel like I seize up if someone's someone's yelling instructions at me. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, that was his dad. Like that. That was that kid trade the tank. That's his dad in, in that in that viral video. Yeah, just like yelling and carrying on. I'd be like, I would r- honestly rather play football than do that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not too cool. But like, if someone's trying to drop in for the first time and like it's some kid or whatever, like. It's like part of the culture to like cheer them on stuff, you know, be like lean forward, you know, but, they, but not be yelling at it's them. It's like a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. The, the four, not even a four foot ramp, like the two foot ramp, first drop in, that's dope. I mean, the vert ramp, I don't know. There's plenty of people that we all skate with that have never dropped in on a vert ramp. And I really don't think it's any kind of like notch against them or anything. You think about what is it? Is it, Whichever plan B video it is where the kid in the glasses and the helmet tries to drop in and Colin McKay is just like, you know, drop in. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, he's like illustrating with his hands and shit. Like, oh, yeah. It's like, do that. Yeah. Colin gave it the college try, but (laughs) nobody should slam that hard on something that they don't have a damn chance of doing. Like, dropping in on Bert is actually kind of gnarly up to a certain point. You know, once you can do it, you can do it. 
if it's not quite within your wheelhouse, like you're just going to get broken off. And I, yeah, I, I, yeah. If I'm trying to think, I know I've seen that video of like whomever egging his kid on and that shit's just gross. It's so terrible, but I would love to, cause I turn 40 next year. I would love to drop in on a vert ramp, but I feel like that is way outside my wheelhouse. But I feel like if I could, you know, some people go skydiving. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the parachute might not come out. Yeah, I'm. You know what? I'm uh, in my forties, and I'm content with uh, never dropping in on a vert ramp. I'm okay. I'm fine. With I don't that. know. I, I, what if I want to recreate? Uh, what if I re- want to recreate Comic Case part in uh, virtual reality? You know, speak to some <laughs> Steve Miller band. <laughs> well, no. Like here's my here's my here's my deal. When I was like thirty, there was this mini ramp in a barn. It was called the bar ramp. Blah blah. blah and I could skate it. And I was like, all right, well, I'm old. Time to start learning to skate transition and like. It was mad hard, like, and I hurt myself a bunch. Like, I hurt myself way worse than jumping on ledges or whatever. Then I was just like, man, fuck it. Like, it's not worth it. I'm just going to, like, stripes on a tiger. Like, I'm just going to skate ledges or whatever. Like, I don't care, you know? (laughs) I think my rule of thumb is, like, slamming when you drop in, if it doesn't work, is brutal. Because I've done it. And it's, like, with the vert ramp it's as brutal as you can get. You're, you're looking at 11, yeah, let's say 10, if you can find that retro little ass vert ramp somewhere. But you know, 10 plus feet just going down. It, it is a fundamental thing, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's if, I mean, Patrick, maybe crank your, crank your trucks because that's the biggest thing. That was always the sketchiest thing, like just the wobbles. I mean, it's, it's unlike anything else you can do on a skateboard in its own weird way as kind of like fundamental to what vert skaters do but um i don't want to dissuade you from a 40th birthday milestone but, but what about all these people uh, like um like you see cats like uh skating you know skating parks which are a little bit street section and transition section they're skating super loose trucks and you see them you know go onto a huge quarter pipe or go onto a mini ramp wobbling all over the place how do they do it or is that just this just practice or like how i think it's just getting used to it I don't know, and I like adventures. They're stable. They are stable. <laughs> I was waiting for Jason to chime in. Oh, you mean independence? <laughs> like they all ride indies? Do they? Who? Wait, who's uh, who rides for indie these days? Like hard in the paint. Like I'm bad about it. By the way, I've started uh, when I was up in Santa Barbara a couple weekends ago. Noticed a ton of independent T-shirts and the bargain bins, sale racks, and all the thrift shops and secondhand stores. Uh, cross yeah, logo, I think, that is. Uh, I think they really changed the logo. So it really happened? It's not just like it's not just a slap rumor? That's what it looks like. I, I mean, I, I could grab the latest uh, issue of the Bible, but it's downstairs, but I, I haven't seen that uh, the Iron Cross logo in a minute. So maybe, uh, yeah, maybe they're actually like doing, maybe they're really doing it for real. Okay. Uh, you know, we'll stand by and see what happens. But um, back to skating transition and this Jake Wooten part. Uh, do y'all think that there's going to come a point where folks will just get tired of this? I mean, there's always been an audience in skating that loves park skating, that loves big, gnarly park skating. But is there ever going to be a point where it just it crosses over for real, for real? Is it or is it just going to always be niche? Who knows? Like, I mean, there's so many skate parks around that or like the one this video and like you know what i mean kids growing up near him and shit so but like park skating seems like way more interesting for people 
that don't skate to watch and for people that skate. This is true. This is true. I, I don't know. Also, like, um, assuming the Olympics does go down uh, and that course looks massive, there's probably going to be a bunch of kids who really get into that type of skating. And good, because, I mean, it's kind of weird. Y- y'all ever go to, like, one of those big, big, big plazas or, you know, multi multifaceted skate parks and you have maybe one or two kids who are going hard in the paint skating the biggest ramps, the biggest ledges, skating the stuff, the death-defying stuff. And then you have all the old heads just kind of <laughs> hovered around some bank or some tiny gap. Yeah, well, like, here's the thing. I think if you grow up skating that shit, it's not a big deal. Like, kind of like the way kids jump on rails these days. You know what I mean? Like, the Jamie Foy's of the world. Like, they'll just jump on rails all day, like, Charles types of crazy shit. Like, for them, because you grew up doing it, it's like skating a, a ledge or a curb for us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you grow up doing some shit like that, it's like uh, second nature. Oh yeah, that's why it's hard. That's why it's mad hard to learn to skate transition if you're older, like uh, you know, like, like Lil Wayne, case in point, mm-hmm. or whoever. <laughs> All this wheezy slander, uh, Mike. Then here's a question for you. Um, with regard to shout out, sk- shout out Lil Wayne, by the way, wheezy f baby. <laughs> yes, true. No rapper today will ever compare to Lil Wayne between Carter 1 and Carter 4 and all the mixtapes that came in between. Nobody. Oh, yeah. So, Mike, I have a, I have a follow-up question for you. Mm-hmm. All right. Indoor park. Let's say new park comes up in Minneapolis. How would you feel if it had not just like a, a reasonable size mini ramp, but a mini ramp that was almost but not quite a vert ramp? Would you start making that your regular? Would you feel like you're in a space where you could still push yourself to do that? Or you're like... Nah, I, I, I'm past the point of trying to learn something new on an indoor, you know, indoor ramp, indoor park. That weird, like, mini ramp, almost vert ramp, makes me think of just, like, Santa Cruz, the city, not the skateboard company, and, like, consolidated guys, Alan Peterson, skating an eight-foot not vert ramp, but might as well be in, like, a Thrasher video. No, I, <laughs> unless it had like ultra mellow transitions, I'm not messing with that because that's just death zone as far as I'm concerned. I think backing up, it, it, it's weird. It's like the park thing seemed like it was always just hanging by, hanging by a thread in terms of like, what are these guys going to do? And there were so many skaters who were just decent enough, you know, a lot of front side airs. I can't even think of like a mediocre semi air quote sick trick that these guys would then do to like keep it going. But uh, Jake Wooten did a bunch of new cool shit that I think has staying power. And I do think that just the fact that people skate skate parks now and a lot of people skate only skate parks now, like that's going to keep that genre of skating legitimate, I, I suppose. I think as we, you know, kind of kind of wear out our welcome with talking about skate parks. We had a there. There was a line that was on, uh, excuse me, that was on Twitter, a skate park line, a clip, and I don't know. I don't even know who tweeted it, but someone was just like, "Hey, this shit's crazy." Yeah, it, it was say, just some. Uh, ran, it was just some random dude. Yeah, with uh, like five hundred followers. Was it? A, we don't even know if it's a skater, right? No, no. I I kind of took a look at his profile, and there's nothing skate related on there. So it was kind of. It was all over true proper hashtag skate twitter and jason i'm looking at i'm looking at our group chat now and it's a kieran woolley hooley 
Yeah. I don't know how to say his name right. Let's see. Where's he from? Uh, the kid's from Australia. He's like, yeah, he's a young dude. He's like 16 years old. That's why I'm not going to go too hard with like the try hard shit. Yeah. You know, tonight, because he still has that like youthful, like, look at me type energy. You know what I mean? But uh, he's having fun. He's not jaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like maybe one day he'll be jaded and be like, uh, like, fuck trying to. You know what I mean? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) He's just going to be walking around like taking multiple pulls in the same, you know, Paul Mall or something like that. And like just video of him in slow mo doing a back tail on a curb and looking longingly at the camera. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it went nuts on Twitter. Like he got like original video got like 6 million views like 232k likes of that you know rando I mean? posting it yeah wow. yeah it's uh you know and it, it kind of like speaks to like how people view skating like it has some crazy like magic shit you know and like some one of the replies was like damn i, I still don't understand how they get you know their feet to stick to the board and uh, that one got like 30k likes so yeah people are still kind of like mystified I mean, look, by this kind of skating to whoever asked about how he was able to do those tricks, how he was able to skate that just watch virtual reality. Okay. Just watch virtual reality. The answers are all there, not from the skating, but from the folks that they meet in the video. I like that left foot, right foot, and you just jump up on that back paddle. <laughs> yeah. Shout out those guys. Hope they're doing well. Yeah, they explained it perfectly. Like, let the, yo, those see. I feel like I feel like the best skate competitions would have somebody who can nail the discussion of you know every you know uh, running commentary, every trick, and somebody to do some great color commentary, and preferably somebody who does not skate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting for sure. You know, so basically, like a was it was it Dave Duran or Dave Duncan? Dave oh yeah, Duncan, Duncan was the, okay. Was the MC? Okay. Dave Duncan, Mike Clyde Sidney. Who? Dave Duncan probably is still on the contest circuit once it gets going again. Okay. All right. So Dave Duncan, Clyde Singleton and or Sal Barbier, and some random who knows absolutely nothing about skateboarding. Okay. I'm just saying. Something, something to make, just something to, to, a little seasoning, something to make it interesting. You see what I did there? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Another funny thing about this clip is... Everyone else's are on the bowls. Total lack of reaction after he, you know, pops out of the bowl after this kind of like world beater type of run. Like no one even looked at him or mm. anything. He probably does that every Tuesday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Someone actually, someone on, I think someone on skate Twitter said that it's in the park is in San Diego or something. Hmm. Hmm. I've never been, but. I've been I've been to San Diego, but I've I've never I've never been to that park. I haven't even, but I don't know. Skate park Instagram is its own weird and wonderful world. I uh, the clips often will pop up in you know messages from friends and such, but I don't you know sit around just kind of going through. I honestly <laughs> I'm stuck in vintage mode. I don't know about y'all. Oh uh, well, listen. The cool thing about skating these days is like there's all types of genres going on. You got like park shit. There's like lead shit. There's like Euro, like MACBA shit. There's like weird, you know, Brazilian lead shit. So, yeah, this is just one of those uh, genres, I guess. If I've got anything to add and maybe like simmer this down, there was a lot of talk about the form of that skate park. I mean, that thing is crazy where our guy 
Kieran Woolley or Woolley. What did he do? Ran his ass off at like a six tiered, like bank stepped thing and then came back down, ollied in and then did his show. I'm usually like loath to jump into Twitter discussions where I'm like, this whole genre of discussion is whack. Like, I don't try to control the discourse. But since I'm on a podcast that I'm even hosting tonight, like... Talk to them. I'm, I'm going to talk to all of us. Can we just end the skate park discourse? Like, what's a good skate park and what's a bad skate park? Yeah. Because it's boring as fuck. And all skate parks, public... All public skate parks are kind of bad because they are a public skate park that's, like, formed by the government for us to control us. And I know that sounds like I'm in high school or something, but I, I do believe that's, that's an inherent problem with it. Good skate parks are cool. That's my whole platform. Vote for me this November. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like, people arguing about, like, oh, the skate park in my neighborhood sucks. Like, dude, I don't even have a skate park. Right. You know, it'd be cool to have a good one, but... You know, it makes me sound like uh, like an old man yelling at a cloud, like, you know what I mean? But, like, I still don't have a skate park. Well, the closest skate park is, like, half an hour away, and it's, like, basically, like, basically like a ledge, a quarter pipe, and another quarter pipe, and it's, like, super small. But well, there's a good... Some might say that's a perfect design. Yeah, 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 but the flat area is, like, if you push twice, like, you're at the other end of the park. Like, it's really small. Uh, there's one, uh, like, there's one, like, an hour away that's super fucking good. As skate parks go, that was designed by uh, Ken Russell, who's in that line of work now. Yeah, who's actually quite good at his job as well. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think um, as the as a civil servant on this podcast, <laughs> I think I'd yes. say this: <laughs> um, skate parks are ultimately reflective of the communities that they're built in, and the more engaged that skaters are in the design of their park, you're not going to get it 100%. I mean, unless you're doing something custom to spec and you're paying for it, um, it ain't going to be that way. Uh, unfortunately, when you're working with taxpayer dollars and, and uh, public space and a limited amount of funds or a fixed amount of funds, like that's where it gets complicated. That being said, I do think, I do agree with you all that, you know, it's a free, well, nominally, it's a free country. If, if you don't want to skate a skate park, don't skate it. That's the whole point of street skating. <laughs> like that is the best part about street skating. And also, especially now, thanks to Instagram, thanks to East Coast skating, you could skate whatever you want. You could skate terrible spots and have a great part. There's no such thing as something that's awful. I mean, also shout out to Daywan, you know? You can go skate rock. Yeah. Daywan and Sean Sheffy, you can go skate rocks. The vibes is- <laughs> there's, yes, there's a certain the vibe. Vibes. There's a certain vibe to skating a rock. Exactly. So yeah, I think it's, and also I would say this, going back to like uh, the multiple step that this kid does in this video, um, the problem I have with those from a design perspective is that there's not enough space for you to reposition your foot. So um, you could fall really, really fast on those. Um, I, I skated, you know, when I was, you know, got a weekend away a couple weekends ago, I got to skate the park in Santa Barbara. And sometimes if like, if the transition is just a little too steep and it's, you know, you get a little too much speed before you drop down to the next thing. And I guess that's part of learning how to skate a park, learning how to time yourself, how to position your feet. Um, but, you know, six of those in a row, I mean, you're better off just firecracking stairs. It looks and sounds cooler. Mm-hmm. 
yeah a lot of these parks are really weird like like they'll have like one ledge at the top of the bowl and there's like one foot of space between the uh the coping and the ledge like what like it's like crazy to skate like you know what i mean like the people who designed it just like threw a bunch of shit together exactly so like <laughs> but some some of the new parks in new york like look really fucking good i must say exactly so like it, it takes time i mean honestly like let's really think about it. like even like think about uh I'm sure, like, like, I went to Santa Cruz. I got to skate Derby Park. That park is awesome. It's super, super fun. It's the one with the snake run that probably everybody's seen in uh, old Thrasher videos, old Transworlds. Like, Ron Whaley skated there a lot. But, you know, the, the stupid thing is now that because a lot of kids, um, you know, they do graffiti with enamel paints. And it adds a slick coat into the snake run, which makes it that much more dangerous. And if you didn't know that, you're like, you'll, go, you'll get sent flying. So I guess it, it, in that aspect, I have a lot of respect for folks who like really go hard to paint skating, skating parks because you got to know every nook and cranny. You got to know where do I pump? Where can I push? Uh, where do I have to kind of like bend down? Like, should I bring this setup with a slightly bigger and softer wheels? That kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm really realizing now that Templeton would have just like quit the <laughs> podcast had he had to be on this episode. Um I want to know your guys' as we wrap up on this, like, what, what's your guys' favorite parks that you've ever skated? Let's ever, ever? Public parks, too. Ever, ever. Jason, you go first. Oh, damn. Favorite park. I think probably that park that I just mentioned in Charlottesville that Canton Russell designed. Like, it has these ledges that kind of simulate or are like an homage to those Eden Garden ledges. You know, that were in like questionable and pretty much every video. Like they look kind of yeah. like EMB. There's like a three step. Yep. You know yep. what I mean? Yep, yep, yep. So that's that's pretty tight. So yeah, like the, there's a couple of good ones in like uh, on the outer banks that I skated. There's also one I skated just once in well in Apex, North Carolina, which is like the Raleigh area that had a bunch of like dope like brick banks, mm. you know, going on. But yeah. Yeah, the one in Charlottesville is pretty much my favorite. But I am by no means like a park shark. So, yeah, Patrick, what about you? Um, I guess locally around here, Harbor City, you've probably seen a lot of footage of Daywon Song there. He's usually there very, very early in the mornings, like 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, skates till about noon. Incredibly fun. Last year before the pandemic really kicked off, me and my friend made it a, me and my friend Jack, we made it a thing to go there every single Friday, skate the park until the lights came on. And then we go get Japanese food afterwards, and that was so much fun. Um, in terms of parks that are elsewhere, probably Marseille. That was amazing. It was overcast. It was Shoot. a little bit windy, but that park is amazing. I can totally see why, like a Cartiel or Phelps, those folks were obsessed with it. There's just something about it. It just makes you feel cool being there. Mike, what yeah. about you? Uh, maybe to troll, but be also sincere in my trolling of um, our online skate park critics i skated an evergreen skate park in stevensville montana a couple years back and it was like a pump track around a center bowl and i had it to myself and it was a shitload of fun probably like a little bit more seriously the boise idaho park my father-in-law was living out there for a while and i went out there with the family got a couple hours out there one morning and that is definitely it's like it's the best skate park i've skated 
And that's in terms of this might apply to everyone because it had everything like little banks to curbs, good ledges, weird transition stuff, a 15 foot bowl, other good street stuff. I mean, it's like the complete package. So shout out to Boise, Idaho. I think Sean mostly lived there for a minute and there's footage of him skating metal ramps under a highway overpass and the mm-hmm. skate park i skated is in the same place yep so, yeah uh, shout out so, to colin from yeah. push and pour shout out to ben graham from fair game skates like who are repping boise hard oh um, yeah yeah they're awesome that yeah Rhodes park i think it's called it looks awesome yep correct yes need it's to get great. out there get some pizza speaking of pizza and food in general we teased at the top of the show scarfing material also known as a one-time uh, section and thrasher that, you know, really if Mike Burnett had any courage, he'd bring it back. Because Lord knows we need some recipes in uh, the Bible. I think Patrick, I think they did bring it back like a couple issues ago. Oh, really? Like within the past year. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was the whole like... whole intro was, is just... Was it Wecking Ball? No, it wasn't Weck. It was... Uh, it might have been... Who's that kid on on hockey with the crazy outfits? Donovan Piscopo. <laughs> that doesn't no, narrow it down. The other one, Aiden uh, Aiden Mackey. No, what? no, his outfits aren't that crazy. It's um, damn dude. He wear he dresses like a member of Kraftwerk or something sometimes. <laughs> ben Cadell. Like, like a recipe. For yeah, 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 yeah. Ben K- Ben Cato or Cadell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He I, my, a recipe it, for nachos. Yeah, oh. it might it might have been him. <laughs> this very uh... <laughs> wait, like, okay, a, like so a... Ben Ben Cadell. You were saying about Ben Cadell and nachos. Well, yeah. Well, I was hoping we 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 just uh, we just committed the cardinal sin of old time radio. We had a bunch of uh, dead air, but I, I wanted Jason to bring up what what was Ben's recipe for nouveau. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure that it was him. It was like. One of those deals where, like, you just make some random, like, make something out of, like, all the random shit in your fridge, pretty much. Yeah. Something along those lines. If it was Kato. How do you say that guy's name? Kato? Kato? I say Kato. Okay. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Right. I think he needs to call us. 1-800-227-9797. Ben, we want to know how to pronounce your last name correctly. Um, but speaking about food, I felt I felt like we needed to discuss this because... So, Jason, your article from Quarter Snacks about food uh, came back up on Quarter Snacks. And I was thinking about how, thinking about fast food restaurants and skate videos, there's been obviously a lot of talk about the homeboy Fred Gull and, you know, Wawa, crushing Wawa, crushing Wawa hoagies at 3 o'clock in the morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, the Carl's Jr. that was next to EMB, the McDonald's that's over by, or the McDonald's that was over by Freedom Plaza, Pulaski Park. And I'm just thinking, like what makes what makes great food near a skate spot now? Because it used to be just fast food, and when you're a teenager, you're a human vacuum. You'll just anything that's in your way, you'll take it. But like for y'all, like what makes like a great meal? Because I I kind of want to go through like your greatest hits, your greatest misses in terms of like food that's come before, after, or during a session. Yeah, I usually just go to some place like a bar. And just get some wings or something, you know, just some protein or whatever, just so I don't crash. I usually go eat, like usually skate. When I go on like a Saturday, I'll just skate until I'm like too hungry to do anything. Then I'll like go, yeah, you should get some wings or like I'll grill. 
I'm a big grill man. Like I grill like four times a week and shit. Dang, weather that nice? Yeah, yeah. It's been nice. I've been out. I've been out there. I've been outside since like March, I guess. Dang. You can you can pretty much grill anytime. It's like above sixty degrees. So uh, it's yeah. I've been outside for a while. Yeah, the weather here has been touch and go. Not to say that it's necessarily cold, but you know it's you know May, gray, June gloom in LA. So we get the um, we get the marine layer coming off of the Pacific and. So yeah, right, it's, right. it's warm enough, but it just doesn't feel like. I mean, it Memorial Day here often feels weird, especially because of social media. Because see everybody back east, people in shorts. You know, in the Mid Atlantic, New York is getting humid. People are ready to wild out. I mean, bong. But compare that to <laughs> compare that to out here. It's like summer really doesn't start until it doesn't feel like summer for real for real. At least until Fourth of July weekend. I don't know. What man, about you, Mike? You're missing out, man. You got to move. You got to move back to where we have a season. A <laughs> There's seasons here, just not the type I like. <laughs> like I said, good kind. You know, I'm I'm I want to uh, get out to skate on Saturday morning, and I'll have a smoothie. I'm doing a banana, whole milk, berry mix, hot water. That's that's the means to actually get a smoothie. Because if you don't put hot water in, you just got like a kind of a cold viscousy if that makes sense mm-hmm. not smooth so you get after that and then yeah I'm, I'm in the same boat as jason like skate until you kind of realize you're gonna freak out like, <laughs> like have a panic attack if you don't eat and then you you just go eat it's good and i like the wings the wings sound good though i'm a boneless guy really are you serious so i, I hear the i hear the confusion in your voice for sure i respect <laughs> that but uh, my wife also is the same way. Like she's all about. Uh, I'm trying not to make a gross comment. She let shit bones in. Uh, but yeah, no, it's all about just. I don't know. I don't like eating meat off the bone. Hmm. I don't know. Wings are. I think wings are dope after a skate session. But I feel like there's definitely the risk of I'm just gonna end up hanging out here and just ordering another plate of wings. There's um in. Northeast LA, not too far from Garvanza Skate Park, which you've probably seen around, um, big graffiti bowl over there. There's, a, I think, I want to say the bar was called the Greyhound. It's a, it's a Tottenham bar for all you Spurs fans out there in LA. And oh, there you go, <laughs> boys. <laughs> they, uh, they have amazing wings. Like their wing, like, and it's the kind of place like you can post up. It's really 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 good over there and it's also a good place to wait out the traffic too so if it's like the weekend you know and you feel like oh there's gonna be a bunch of traffic in here downtown la it's like oh let's like just just get like a some more wings like maybe get a beer or something like that but i think um again this is probably picking up from last week's kind of uh you know old dudes post up here kind of vibe old people rather um it's kind of frustrating as you get older, you lose that tolerance for being able to eat junk food because there was something awesome about being able to go and crush some French fries after a session. Now I feel like I, I like, now I feel like I was like, I feel like shit. Like I got to go home and lie down. <laughs> I've tried it, you know, like there's something about, there's something about even like beloved in and out. That's too much. That's way too much after a session. But you want to kind of treat yourself. You don't necessarily, um, I'm not on a program, uh, at least for skating, that is. Like, do I need to have, uh, you know, go and have some salmon for dinner? Sure, later that, you know, later that day. But, man, I don't know. Um, I do, I, I am thinking so I about the skate the, the Familia Skate Park on a Tuesday night. 
you know, literally like I pick up my kid, my wife comes home and I leave. And usually the discussion is dinner on our own. Like, are we having dinner on our own? I say, yes. And that means like at eight 30, when I'm driving home, I get Taco Bell. I'll get like five or six tacos. And it is the guiltiest, best dinner I can have. Not that I should be guilty, but it's just like, actually, you know what the guilt is? It's knowing that like I'll be hungry at 9.30 again and then just have to deal with it. But unabashed Taco Bell enjoyment for sure. And now is this like a lifelong thing or is it like uh, did you recently get uh, get into Taco Bell? I mean, no, this happens. I've always been a Taco Bell apologist and... You know, this has happened three or four times this spring into summer. It's on the way home. I don't know. Jason, do you have a guilty pleasure in terms of fast food? And what about back in the day? What was like, what was the go-to post-session? Oh, damn. Well, Taco Bell was uh, the go-to. I mean, like, yeah, you had like like, the seven layer, like bean burritos were a dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely Taco Bell back in the day. It's still good. I agree with my like little Taco bell every now and then like it's uh yeah it's delicious so yeah i'm pretty much a fan of taco bell every now and again myself but guilty pleasure uh maybe like sushi like yeah one time a few weeks ago me and the bros like went out like met up at the park or whatever skated and went went to this place like sushi place got like some sake like blah blah, blah just sushi and shit. so yeah that's that's a tight move like every once in a while after skating but it's not really a guilty pleasure. Like I usually like there's no in and out out here. Like there's just like McDonald's. So, but that's not even a guilty pleasure. Like I'm a big fan of McDonald's. If you uh like as you would know if you follow me on Twitter. So yeah, two fillet yeah, of fish will hold you pleasure. down. Two fillet of fish, one for now, one for later. Exactly. Wait, wait. Do you get a soda? or You get a black coffee? Well, no. Nah, you you got to get the Sprite. If you go to McDonald's, you got to get the Sprite. Yo, get this. You know, there's now Sprite with ginger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sprite with ginger. Like, this is a miracle of modern medicine. It sounds great. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, Patrick, Patrick mentioned salmon before. Yeah. That's one of my favorite recipes on the grill. Like, it's super easy. You just go to whatever supermarket and get like a, like a filet that's like whatever, a foot, foot and a half long. Brush some olive oil on there, like salt and pepper. Make like a boat out of tinfoil and like you know what i mean like fold up corners on it on a piece of tinfoil so it makes like a little boat just throw it on the grill for like 20 minutes it's like perfect sounds delicious actually yeah then i would follow it up with this what is your recommendation for people who want to eat healthy skate and not feel like they're living like a monk where like there's no seasoning and there's like no fun with their food because i think that can be the thing like if you're not if you're not comfortable in the kitchen, you're not confident in the kitchen, that you'll just go for, I'm just eating rice and beans. Like, I remember I had a friend in college who, uh, he decided to go vegan for a, a lengthy amount of time, but all he would eat was, like, rice and beans, and he was absolutely miserable. Like, he, he, he got to the point where he just, like, resented food and hated everything about eating. Like, you know, kind of like those people are just like, I'm just, like, into food as, as fuel. I don't really like going to restaurants yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. like that. I really think it's all about figuring out your seasoning, like you said, like it is that simple and having a variety of it. And actually this is a random, like random thought, random fact, however you want to take it. Like actual good pepper is really, really good. Trying to remember what I bought from this spice shop, (laughs) you know, 
but it came with some free pepper that they qualified as the best pepper ever. That's that that was on the bottle, and it literally was the best pepper ever. And it, and it I don't know. I guess that's that's my weak attempt at proving my point that you know good spices make a difference. But I don't know. Figure out what you like and figure out what combinations work and what amplifies the other thing. You know, because like cooking is actually a chain reaction, if you will. And that goes a long way. Oh, hell yeah. Like you, 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 can make, you can make rice really good with oil you like, salt and pepper, and hot sauce. And, and like learn eat it with tortilla chips. That's been a big snack of mine. There you go. Or learn how to finesse the leftovers. You know, if you buy, you know, let's say you get takeout and you've got a whole bunch of rice or something like that, you know, you take that, finesse it, and, you know, fry an egg, throw that on top of it. You make fried rice with a fried yeah. egg on top of it for breakfast the next day. Boom, you're good. Also, white pepper. Mm-hmm. White pepper is, is, is the jam. And, like, I think about this, like, with, you know, I think about food also because, um, you know, I just had dinner. And, you know, you think about, like, uh, going back to skate parks, you often see a whole bunch of trash. And, like, it's the weirdest thing. You can tell that I'm getting old because I'm looking at these guys like, man, y'all really, like, still chilling out here, like, crushing, like, bag after bag of flaming Hot Cheetos. And <laughs> and now apparently it turns up, like, the guy who claims he invented flaming Hot Cheetos didn't even invent them. <laughs> like this, this whole thing is like turning into a scandal but like you know you go to like any skate spot you know you see lots of fast food wrappers and things like that and like whatever i mean skateboarding is doesn't happen in a bubble like kids are going to eat what kids are going to eat but i don't know I, I guess like everybody you should have your fun you should have your fun while you're like have your fun like you like crush as much junk food as you want as long as your metabolism is high and i guess you're exercising but then like maybe i'm giving horrible you know horrible advice because you know, childhood obesity can happen real quickly and, you know, you can be one of those people who is skinny as a rail and you got the wild high blood pressure just because, you know, like all you eat is salt and vinegar chips and, you know, <laughs> Mountain Dew every night. Or you can be like Reynolds and eat fruit. Oh, wait. Is he like Sean Ryder from the Happy Mondays? Is he like really big into fruit and smoothies? I think so. I mean, like, I mean, that's just like basic, like shit, just like bring a banana or something. Like if you're skating for like a little yeah potassium boost oh yeah banana will definitely banana will definitely hold you hold you down and make sure that you don't end up getting hangry on the session um you know what's actually something that's really really awesome like this was absolutely wild there is um there is a spanish uh import export grocer near that park harbor city um down um down by the you know harbor area in south um south la harbor gateway and so they have you know they have spanish ham and you can go get samples right. and such, and they also got espresso. So you go there and you get a sandwich, and you get like, you know, like there's like, uh, you know, with certain types of cured meat, like when it's like really exceptionally well, and like on one hand, you're like, you know, like, oh my God, like this is like, this is so bad for me. And yet, like, you get that hit, you know, you get that, that, that salt that hits you, and just, oh my God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like yeah. boar's head. <laughs> Shout out Boar's Head. Maybe maybe they'll send us a box. Oh, that would be the ultimate. Just like, yo, check it out, man. Boar's Head. It's like we got this like like, uh, dry ice container with like some, like whatever. It's like a full one. one, With like some Chipotle turkey breast or something. (laughs) Smoked turkey. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) 
It's just like, yo, yo, what's up, man? This is 411. Jason, wait, who you sponsored by? Yo, Venture Trucks, Boar's Head Meats. Boar's Head. It's not that far-fetched, dude. Like, wasn't Andy McDonald or somebody sponsored by, like, Slim Jims? Yeah, exactly. And that's trash. Like, Boar's Head, like, yo, somebody's, <laughs> if somebody's, like, coming through and sending you a box of, like, choice cold cuts <laughs> every month, like, yeah. Yo, that actually that'd be kind of yo. That should be the next sponsorship uh, sponsorship challenge because um, we've joked about Wegmans, but there's skaters who are sponsored by Target, Walmart. Yo, anybody who can get on Boar's Head, or actually no, the yeah. ultimate like a good cheese company. Ooh, can you imagine that? Like the finest cheese. Like let's say it's like a French cheese maker somewhere in Normandy, and they fly you out, you post up, and you get to take pictures. You know, you know, you make cheese with them for the day. You know, they send you home with a bunch of cheese that you can't even bring into America because it's so stinky. True story. There are cheeses that are not made for export outside of France or Belgium. They're that oh, funky. And the regionality of cheese is fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm now Googling. You might have heard, heard me typing. Like, I'm Googling the Swiss well, cheese company. I know you can get the cheese in the U.S. that I'd want to get. I want that. Fun- Yo, funky cheese is like very, like a very, very strong, smelly cheese is one of the best things in the world it's wow it, that that hits different let's just put it that way <laughs> oh real quick back to the pepper that mike mentioned you're probably you probably got the right idea because i always get just like the generic like rectangle box of pepper you know what i mean and like store brand so yeah. I, pr- I probably need to upgrade my pepper game i always use kosher salt always use the kosher salt yeah that's big Oh, yeah, absolutely, but- absolutely, and and more specifically, like uh, here's the other thing: all you skate rats out there who are only just shopping at Giant Kroger, Shoprite, uh, Stop and Shop, wherever, go to ethnic markets, go to the kosher market, go to the Asian market, go to the South Asian market, go to the South Asian market with a UK import section with fine British teas and candies and chocolates. Like yo, you will get spices and seasoning, all kinds of stuff in there that you could never ever find at the regular supermarket. Like and also more often than not you'll find like a really good deal. Like especially like the big Asian uh Asian superstores, you go get oh my god, like the best best treats and like if you like beer, they got lots and lots and lots of different types of beer and also yeah. usually like a hot food section that's and a seafood section that's on point, but I don't know. That that might just be also Southern California talking, but like any major metropolitan area, any place in America where you have like a decent sized immigrant community. Like I went down to wherever, what is it? Uh, what city is Virginia Tech in? Blacksburg. Blacksburg? Dude, there's a huge Asian market there. And this is like a tiny college town. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and I'm not talking like a little one. Like this is one of those big joints, takes up uh, a huge portion of an entire strip mall. They will hold you down. Like you can really stretch your dollar far. So. Stop there and pick up, you know, while you're skating, you know? Yep, agreed. Find a good, uh, like a, a good Mexican supermercado. Get dope salsas. They're going to have, like, interesting produce. You're going to find other options. Yeah, highly recommended. I'm actually stoked on some salsa that I found at my local supermercado. Yum. Uh, salsa de Arbol. It's hot. It's good. I've been eating way too much of it. I'm stoked on it. Which brings us to uh, the end of the show this week, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Patrick, what are you stoked on? Stoked on a lot this week. Uh, Stoked on Spitfire Wheels. I am also stoked on the Harold Hunter Foundation. We've got our first board retreat coming at the end of June. Looking forward to it. Uh, The New York Knicks. 
punched Ooh. a ticket, fourth seed, ended their playoff drought. It was absolutely beautiful. Similarly, everybody in the Kagongo house, that is literally me and my wife, um, bong. Lakers last night, LeBron with that clutch three-pointer. Oh, my God. Oof. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Definitely some yelling across the house. And, uh, yo, also a uh, belated uh, Eid Mubarak uh, to everybody who celebrates out there. Uh, Jason, what are you stoked on this week? And please tell me uh, what that Wizards score is. Wizards, they were up by 30 when we started recording in the final. Oh, 142 to 115. So, Damn, son. so yeah, so listen, the playoffs, anything can happen. Let's start some shit. We're playing Philly. You know what I mean? It's a Ooh. super close rivalry. They're just a couple hours apart, maybe less if you drive fast. So listen, it's playoffs, anything can happen. But yeah, this weekend is always the best basketball weekend because there's like playoff games all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. So uh, yeah, definitely stoked on that coming up this weekend. Also stoked on uh, Venture Trucks, of course. Just came out with the uh, Bobby Wars Pro Model. Nice uh, gunmetal gray <laughs> there. Normally, can't do graphic trucks. Like, can't, like, just can't do it. But uh, these have a really dope, like, map of Pulaski. Or I think it might be, like, a map of DC on them. So, yeah, those are tight. Mentioned this before. Also stoked on the uh, recent Jacob Rosenberg ig live session where he played a bunch of mostly previously unseen like a street plan b footage just crazy to see like tries like shit they were trying that was like totally mind-blowing like rakawa was trying like switch 365 no slides like at that new spot in vancouver just like crazy shit for the time like danny was trying to switch 540 so for like a world industries kid like a plan diehard plan b kid such as myself that was a uh, that was something. Also, as the video game liaison for this podcast, I'm stoked on another podcast called The Drop Shot, which is a Call of Duty podcast. And mm-hmm. my thing is, like, no matter what podcast is about, the hosts are funny and they have good uh, banter. That's pretty much all that matters. Like, and these guys are kind of like a slapboard kind of vibe. Like, they pretty much hate the game. Like, all they talk about is how, like, the developers are morons, like the game is trash, like all the guns are broken, blah, blah, blah. So it's pretty funny. If you like the Call of Duty, I would uh, give it a listen. Mike, what are you stoked on this week? This week, I too am stoked on the beginning of the NBA playoffs. Um, I just love the first weekend of when it's all balls to the wall basketball. Uh, beyond that, I am stoked on team building when you're skating and that lately has been on the session uh been skating with like three other buddies that includes my buddy steve who will say uh let's all do the same trick but we all got to do it four in a row and so you end up getting into this like rhythm of all right who's going first who's going second who's the cleanup hitter, who's got the confidence, you know, Nolly heel flip off the wedge or, uh, again, Nolly frontside heel on the, on the, on the bank ramp. Those are two recents. It's super fun. Um, it's a great way to like push yourself to maybe do a trick you haven't done for a while or learn something. I highly recommend team building when you're skateboarding with your friends, but choosing to try to do the same trick and then line them up and knock them down. Like all in a row. And 
That's pretty intense. Would that be a birdhouse alum, alumnus, Steve Nesser? That is, and I will uh, maybe say for not the first time that Nesser is one of the best motivating skaters uh, you could ever want to skate with. I think he's like, he's a couple of years older than me. Yeah, the, the, the guys I skate with on a regular basis are all a couple of years older than me, if not more. And so, yeah, big motivating factor. It's always Hell yeah. You should, uh, you, you should charge for that. You should turn that into a corporate consulting and say, uh, team building trust falls with skateboarding. Um, <laughs> you could probably retire in five years with the amount. Because think about it. Like, uh, so what we're trying to do is like we're trying to do uh, build some team spirit since post-COVID and we're bringing everyone back in the office. So I got everyone's skateboards and uh, Mike here is going <laughs> to – we're going to team build, everybody. This is just like a ropes course. Everybody's going to drop in on this vert ramp that I brought with me. <laughs> gonna work out great <laughs> it'll be swell you're gonna break your wrist but you're gonna like it <laughs> that said that's it for our show this week be sure to check mostly skateboarding.net for links to things we talked about today on this show as in the form of show notes thanks to templeton to uh, who's gonna curate those and uh thanks to templeton for editing this show until next time yes sir you can keep up with us all week online, as you can every week. Jason, where can the people find you on the internet? On the Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On the Instagram, at FrozenCarbonite. And writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. News of coming soon for uh, the summer, pretty sure. Patrick, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter, at Colonel K Speaks, or on Instagram and Clubhouse, at P. Kigongo. Mike, where can the people find you? Upon the internet. Up on the internet, I am both on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle, at mmunzenrider. And until next time, whoa, that's all it is. I'm reading my script wrong. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Woody hoo! She smiles from time